Welcome. My name is Dennis Deloach, and I'm the host of the Uncle Jim Effect podcast. So excited to have you joining us today. I'm excited because we are officially now on Apple Podcasts. I guess that means I've made it in the world. But please go to Apple Podcasts and search under the Uncle Jim Effect Monumental Podcast or my name, and I sure would appreciate it. Uh, Also, as we always talk about Please uh, leave comments and hit the like button below. And most importantly, subscribe and also tell your friends and family about this. We're trying to create a tsunami of hope for people, for ourselves, for those all around us. And we're just trying to get uh, things going that benefit all of us. So today we're going to talk about, again, this is episode number 12. Can't believe we're already on number 12. And this is an interesting one. This is called Happiness is Synonymous with greatness. And I don't know how many people out there think of happiness being the same as greatness. Sometimes they think you can't be happy or kind to be great. We're going to dispel that myth. You might be wondering why I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt in the middle of December here in Utah. Outside, I'm guessing it's about 20 degrees. Uh, We've got all kinds of snow up in the mountains. Uh, ice on the windshield, and I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. This is my attempt at introducing happiness into my life. Hopefully that uh, this will have an effect on you and make you smile and maybe make it a little warmer outside. So I'm going to start this podcast. uh, In my church, I am a Sunday school teacher, and I teach the old guys, the old men. And I had a lesson yesterday, and it was a talk given by a Gary Saban. I want to make sure I give him credit for some of the concepts we're talking today. And that uh, talk of his was called the Hallmarks of Happiness or the Characteristics of Happiness. And so I want to start today by talking about uh, a couple of things. I want to start this episode with a couple of questions that I want you and I to keep in the back of our minds as we listen to this podcast. And those questions are based off a couple of statements or quotes that are going to get us to be thinking about happiness. And the first statement is the greatest happiness, I'm sorry, the greatest happiness and blessings of mortality will be found in who we have become. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but who is it that we become? The person we become, that's what dictates our happiness. So that's the first question throughout this podcast. I want you to be thinking, who is it I want to become? And become signifies that we're not there yet, but it's a daily process. So that's question number one. Who do I want to become? And how does this podcast help me? And the second one is one of my favorite quotes of all time. It's by Abraham Lincoln. And uh, President Lincoln said, most people are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. How true is that? So the second question we're going to ask ourselves is literally, how happy do I want to be? Because that, that our ability to be happy is 100% within our control. Now, the effects and circumstances that happen in our life might be out of our control, but our ability to be happy and to experience joy is absolutely in our control. So those two questions, who do I want to become and how happy do I want to be are things that we want to talk about 
throughout this podcast. So I want to start again, as I usually do, I want to define a couple of things. And so we're going to talk today about happiness, and we're going to kind of contrast that with joy. And maybe some people are thinking, well, there's not that big a difference or whatever. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Happiness is feeling or showing pleasure or contentment, right? So happiness is seems to be a feeling we have of showing pleasure or contentment kind of in the now and the moment that we're currently in. And joy, when you look at the dictionary, basically all it adds to that definition is great pleasure. So it's feelings of great pleasure or contentment. So is that really truly the only difference between joy and happiness? That If we're happy, that means that we're pretty happy, but joy means we're really happy. And I've found in my life that there is a much deeper meaning to joy. And you might say, what does that matter? Well, I think once we understand the the different, deeper meaning of joy, it helps us to enjoy happiness a little better. And I want to I want to actually read this because uh, this is really, really important on the definition of joy. And it says, the true definition of joy is a limitless, life-defining, transformative reservoir. And I think reservoir is a key there. Reservoir waiting to be tapped into. It requires the utmost surrender. And like love is a choice to be made. So there's a lot that we said in there. I love that concept that joy is a limitless, life-defining, transformative reservoir waiting to be tapped into. So all of us inside of us have a reservoir with all of this limitless, life-changing ability to transform us, emotion called joy waiting to be brought forth, right? So joy is a much, much deeper profound sense of happiness or almost being there. And it says that uh, it requires the utmost surrender. So how do we surrender to enjoy joy or to experience joy? In my opinion, we surrender because true joy comes from a higher power. Our ability to focus on that higher power or surrender our selfish short-term motives for his longer-term benefits is where we truly experience joy. And then it says, like love, there's a choice to be made. We don't have to accept that joy. We can go about life uh, and enjoying happiness from day to day, and there's so many people that do that, and that's a, that's a decision you have to make and I have to make. I want to choose to really tap into that life-changing, transformative reservoir that's sitting there waiting for me if I choose to do it. And so that's really the big difference between happiness and joy uh, is that joy is a deeper meaning. Once we have joy, that's something that we have our focus on long-term and it then becomes something that we can always hold on to even when in the short-term or short-run we are experiencing unhappiness or something tough in our life is going on. Uh, Have you ever noticed that the people in life that you think probably have the least reason to be grateful seem to always be the most grateful. That's something that's always been curious to me. I've been fortunate in my life to be uh, around people. I've had the opportunity as a 
dentist, you know that I was practicing dentist for over 35 years. Had the opportunity to go to Mexico on many, many occasions and provide uh, dental work for handicapped kids, underprivileged people, families. And uh, it was such a tremendous blessing to me. But the one thing I noticed from the first trip I took was there always seemed to be a smile on these people's faces. And the circumstances they found themselves in were literally shocking to me. Uh, and, and I remember thinking, wow, I, I couldn't imagine what they had so much gratitude for and happy and smiling and any little thing you did, they were so grateful for. And I contrasted that to myself and those people that I knew. And it seemed like, you know, even though I expressed a lot of gratitude, I was always looking for something down the road, maybe something a little better, something a little more. Uh, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with striving for abundance and to create opportunities for other people. But there comes a time in our life when, when we are so abundantly blessed that we lose the focus we should have on gratitude. And so gratitude to me is the key to being happy. The more you are grateful, the more you have gratitude. I want to share a few stories. I did share with you the uh, service trips to Mexico to perform uh, dental work. I also remember a time uh, back in college. Again, most of you know I played football at Utah State University. And I remember going there my freshman year. And the season was so tough, so much different than high school football. Everybody you went up against was phenomenal and fantastic and bigger, faster, stronger. And at the end of the season, I remember as we prepared to go home for a Christmas vacation, I remember hearing, wow, just prepare yourself because the winter workouts are legendary for people passing out and throwing up and not being able to make it through and wanting to quit. And, and that, that really, I spent some time thinking about that. And I remember... Uh, expressing that to uh, my father at the time. And he made a comment to me that I haven't forgot, that I've been grateful for. I remember telling him I, I've heard that in these workouts and this specific one coach who was in charge of all of it, these workouts just, you know, gets pleasure from watching people fall or pass out or quitting. It's that difficult. And, you know, you get to a point where you're lifting these weights and, you can't feel your legs. You can't walk. You can't move. And I remember him making the comment, you know, I, I saw a child the other day in a wheelchair and I bet that kid would love to get up and use his legs to the point where he couldn't walk or couldn't move. And I remember thinking at that point, wow, okay, that, that makes sense. I guess I should never complain about that. And to this day, whenever I see someone who is handicapped or has a physical limitation, it is a blessing to me because it reminds me that could be me except for the grace of God. And so I am absolutely not perfect at that, but I've always felt very, very good about uh, the blessing I've had in my life to not take that for granted. Uh, I've had some short-term injuries in my life that seemed severe to me, whether it was a knee replacement, rupturing an Achilles, ACL surgery, multiple knee surgeries, multiple shoulder surgeries, and soon to be a shoulder replacement surgery. 
yet I always had the ability to come out with a full whole body where a lot of these people don't. And that, uh, that always stuck with me. Uh, a uh, quote that also is very, very important that I think really, as we boil down in life, we're talking about gratitude and we're talking about happiness. One of the key quotes that I've ever heard, and if you don't hear anything in all of this, remember this, that comparison is the thief of joy. And what does that mean? That means that no matter what we have in life, and these people in Mexico, these simple, humble people, were tremendous examples of that. If they were to compare themselves to anyone else in the world, literally, uh, they would say, my heavens, I don't have this, I don't have that. And that would steal their joy because what they would focus on are all these things they don't have. And yet to experience joy in life, that switch we have to flip is that we have to literally focus on those things we do have. And when we can master the ability to focus on the things we do have and the tremendous gifts that we are given from God, that then becomes our ability to be successful and to experience joy. Uh, in this Gary Sabin's article that I used in that Sunday school lesson I taught, there was a concept in there he talked about that was really, really cool. And I want to share that with you. And it was called the loving loan of God. That God lovingly loans us even the air we breathe. You know, you, me, all of us, all we're guaranteed is one breath and one heartbeat at a time. And that literally is a loving loan from God to be able to breathe and to be able to experience life second by second. Uh, and that is so taken for granted by me and I imagine you as well. And so our ability to focus on the loving loan that God gives us, literally the air we breathe, at that moment, what that does is gives us a tool that we can boil our focus down to on a simple minute-by-minute -minute basis of gratitude. Because when we are grateful, we absolutely are successful and strong in life. I want to share with you five uh, characteristics or hallmarks of happiness that Gary talked about in that lesson is. And the first one is purpose. To be happy, we need to have a purpose in life. And that purpose has got to be much bigger than just me and my short-term pleasure. We've talked about purpose in one of the first uh, episodes I did were that until you establish exactly what the purpose you have, not what others say or what's written in a book or what sounds great, but literally in the depths of your soul and heart, what is the purpose of your life? What do you want it to mean? When you can discover that, you can now begin to align your activities and focus with that purpose in life. That's when you will become the happiest, most fulfilled, joyful person you can become. And so the first thing we talk about are hallmarks of happiness or the characteristics for us to have happiness in our life is we have got to have and be in alignment with the, our individual purpose. And no one can decide that but you. The second characteristic of happiness is what we call DNA. And by DNA, I mean, uh, no matter what you believe in, the higher power of the universe, uh, 
we are sons and daughters of a heavenly father. And the reason he has that name of heavenly father is because we are his children. So in this sense, we need to know that our DNA is from that of the creator of the universe. And so that should make us happy. That should give us strength that as we align our first characteristic of purpose with the DNA that we know we are given the DNA from our father in heaven so that we have the ability and the power to accomplish great things in life. The third characteristic of happiness he talks about is the worth of a soul. And so by that, I think what he's talking about is everybody in this world from the richest, most influential person that we probably all know the name of to the simplest, humblest person that I've done some dental work for in the middle of nowhere, Mexico, all has the worth of a soul and their soul has tremendous value. And that kind of relates back to what we just talked about, that if we all have God-given DNA and potential, then that then becomes our ability to focus on in tough times to say, look, I have this ability and my soul, even though I'm in the midst of a, a, a downturn or a tough times or some unhappiness, I can cling to the worth I have in my soul to be able to have joy and then get back to happiness. The fourth characteristic uh, he talks about of happiness is having a long-term focus or an eternal perspective. And, and I think the key to that is that all of us understand on a daily basis, hour by hour, how tough life can be. And that the one thing about life is that we are absolutely going to get thrown curveballs. It's not the curveballs that determine our life. It's how we deal with them and how we face those head on, the challenges we learn, and then how do we learn from them. So our ability to focus on the long term, but to take action steps on the short term daily basis lead us to long term success. And then the final and fifth characteristic of happiness, we've talked about it before, and it could probably be mentioned in every episode we ever do, is that of gratitude. And it says gratitude gives birth to a multitude of other virtues. And what that means to me is once you have got gratitude in your life, once you are able to enjoy the loving loan that we are given, even with the air we breathe and the heartbeat that we have, once you're able to incorporate gratitude, it's amazing how many other positive things in your life tend to show up. Uh, when we're not grateful, when we are bitter, when we're upset, when we compare ourselves to others, all of those things add into a negative focus and a mindset of, I got shortchanged, and why does he have this? Abundance in life is not a zero-sum game. And by that I mean, for you to be successful does not mean that I have to be unsuccessful. It's not a zero-sum game. There is so much abundance in this world that for you to live a, a tremendously abundant life, I can do the same. My neighbor can do the same. All of us can share in tremendous abundance. And abundance is not a bad word. We were created to be abundant. And our goal with being abundant 
is to be able to share in the blessed lives of those around us. Why would we not be abundant? It, it doesn't make sense to me that life would be a scarce life that we barely can eat by. And it's such a drudgery and tough thing. But anyway, so these characteristics of happiness are things that we need to incorporate in our life, right? So now I want to go back to those two questions we started this episode with. And that is one, who do I need to become or who am I currently becoming? And is that a reason for or against why I'm happy or not? And the second one is, what is my decision? How happy do I want to be? Like President Abraham Lincoln said, most people are about as happy as they make up their mind to be. And nobody controls that but you and I. And so my, my uh, commitment to you, and I hope you make that same commitment to me and more importantly to yourself, is that I am going to commit with all the powers I have in my being to become the best person I can be to create the most value for everybody I come in contact with. And we know from past episodes that as I create value for others, meaning how do I help you get what you want, that then brings value back to me. It's the concept of it's a never-ending circle. It does not end. That The more I create value for you, the more value I get. And the more value I get, the more I create for you. And that means you're going to create more for me. And that's just a vicious cycle that's very, very good. And so becoming, again, indicates a process. It didn't say I am. You know, there are times, and we talked about that previously, the I am statements. But becoming means it's a process. So I'm on the road or path to becoming what I want to be. And so also I want to commit to making a decision to be happier and more importantly, step back every day, every moment, and literally take inventory of what you have in your life to be grateful for. And I want to share an example with you uh, that's pretty personal to me and uh, it's had a tremendous impact on me. My wife's oldest sister, her name is Eve, is in the last stages of battling pancreatic cancer. Uh, Eve is one of the most beautiful uh, women I've ever known inside and out. She is about the most selfless person I've ever met. Uh, Eve has 10 children. All of her children are fantastic people, and we've had the luxury and the opportunity to be very close to them throughout the years. And all of our children, we spent vacations together and holidays and family parties and were involved in sports. And uh, just uh, we love their kids and they love our kids like they're their own. And uh, anyway, as I've watched Eve battle this devastating cancer that just takes the life the physical life out of you. It was not able to touch her soul, her ability to be grateful, or her ability to create value for others. Uh, we sat by her side yesterday and had a good discussion with her as she would come in and out of consciousness. And it was an amazing testimony to me and made me so full of a desire to be a better person, to become much better. It 
created in me a decision that I need to be much happier and that's something that I can decide to be. And I'm just really grateful for her. And I wanna share with you that whether you know it or not, at all times, you are speaking volumes of who you are to people. It's not so much what we say, it's what we do that people watch. And so I want to challenge you to address those two questions we talked about. Who is it you want to become? And if you are currently becoming something you don't want to be, fantastic. Stop. No one controls that but you. Get on another path and become someone else. Again, it's a process. Give yourself grace. This is a daily process that we need to change and alter and repent and step back and learn and change course. But you are becoming a person you want to be. And then we need to decide that regardless of circumstance, I'm going to be happy. And I'm going to tap into that reservoir, that life-changing, transformative reservoir of joy that truly creates that long-term focus on something I need to be, even when the short-term stumbling blocks get put in our way. I'm so grateful for you as an audience. We are really growing. Again, the main thing to me is I want to continue to create value for you. So please go search out the Uncle Jim Effect Monumental Podcast through Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe below, like, leave comments, or email if you would like to email me with comments, stories. I sure enjoy getting them is at Podcast at gmail.com. And that's D-E-L-O-A-C-H, podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, be happy, get you in a, a Hawaiian shirt, smile even when it's freezing cold outside and full of ice. Until next time, be happy. Bye-bye.